this is a time if you have kids in the house uh, to tell them to, to go hit up their iPads, to put on the headphones, to go to the other room. Maybe you put on your headphones. Maybe you go for a little walk. This is going to be the most profane edition of Trash Talk that we've probably ever heard. Real Talkers, you were riled up. These are all real emails that we've received to talk at RyanJesperson.com. And on the last show of every week, courtesy of our friends at Local Waste, we present a little something we call Trash Talk. Yeah, that's right. And this one, this first one comes in from Ronnie. Ronnie was paying attention to the debate on whether or not Alberta should leave Canada. And he wonders, hey, Jesperson, where did you find that guest arguing for Alberta separation in the Alberta Badlands with all the other fossils? Never invite him back. That was a blood-boiling, annoying interview from an angry old man resolved to yell at clouds. That from Ronnie. All right, Ronnie, this one from Linda. Linda says, I'm going to go there, Jespo. I've never emailed you. I've never chatted on your YouTube page about this, but as I'm getting my courage together to hit up the grocery store, hoping to avoid maddening crowds and still pick up a turkey that won't give us food poisoning or worse, I can feel my temperature rise in lockstep with my blood pressure and my anger. Linda says, this is about those idiots that walk around in the presence of others with their noses hanging out of their masks. They might be selfish, irresponsible, narcissistic, uneducated, science deniers, or any other number of things, but they can't all be mouth breathers. That from Linda. Good luck finding the turkey, Linda. Might I recommend Friesen Brothers? This one from Karen, who says, no, that's not, that's my name. I'm not a Karen. She says, today my adult daughter, a fully vaccinated, immunocompromised healthcare worker, tested positive for COVID-19. No laughing matter. She says she was in tears when she called me saying, I just ruined Christmas. We were all going to rapid test before having a small family gathering with just six of us. And when she woke up after night shift, her throat was sore. A rapid test proved by PCR that she had showed a positive. She has an unvaccinated four-year-old she's got to isolate from. That's the hardest part. I tried to console her. I said, we'd have a second Christmas in January. Don't sweat it. But I was feeling down. So I called a friend who proceeded to tell me it makes me wonder why we even bother to be vaccinated in the first place. Karen says, I lost it. I snapped. And I told her the vaccines will hopefully keep my daughter, who's on immune suppressants, out of the hospital. If somebody tells you about their loved one who has COVID, keep your fucking vaccine opinions to yourself from real Karen. How about this one from Peter? He says, as a matter of fuck, matter of fuck. Pissed off, Peter is his name. He says, Jesperson, as a matter of fuck, that would be an amazing t-shirt. Jesperson, you have a platform where thousands of people listen to you daily. True. Like it or not, what you say can influence people. Sure. I am a victim of that platform. Okay. About seven years ago, when the do you answer your phone or not talk was happening on that radio show you used to do, I fully agreed, and I bought into the nothing can be said over the phone that can't be texted philosophy, but it only took a short two or three years for me to regret this. He says, I've taken exception with your phones without calls poll. Would you buy a smartphone that couldn't accept calls? He says, specifically, you telling people that if they're not family members of yours, not to call you. There's major red flags there, Ryan. You're essentially telling your friends you are not there for them in case of emergency, which, in my opinion, says a lot about your character. He says also, as my buddy Redbag would say, you questioning my character, kid? He says the second red flag is the fact, and this is kind of sad, the first memory you lose of somebody is their voice. You don't want to be like me where you've had two friends call you shortly before their deaths, and I regretfully did not answer. He says, I think back to the one call from my friend almost daily, and I wonder if things might be different if I would have just picked up the phone. I saw my phone vibrating. My exact thought was, why is he calling me? I'll text him in a bit. Okay, obviously a heartbreaker, Peter. 
He goes back and he says, if there's any advice I can give people, it's don't be selfish and answer the fucking phone. That from pissed off Peter. What about this one from Tanya, who says, in the spirit of commercialism, you know, many embrace the time of year. We fill our homes with boxes of things we supposedly need. A word to all of you. Oh, that's a good box. I'm going to save it group. You don't need to save the fucking box. It's a box. It served its purpose as a packaging and shipping vessel, and now it needs to go. You probably have like a closet of a hundred other boxes. You think, ooh, that's a nice sturdy box. I'll save it just in case. And after 10 boxes, you need to have some real talk with yourself. You're not using those boxes and you never will. So recycle them, damn it. Because, my friends, such box affinity, what a great band name, box affinity, is the slippery slope of boxophilia. And the next thing you know, you're refusing the 10% discount on an item at a store because the box is damaged. You want it to be pristine for some future day. Somebody's going to want to pay you money for your pristine box. Easy, Tanya. Who the hell are these box people? Yeah, maybe there's a tiny box of rabid collectors, collectibles who care about the box. But trust me, when you die, your family's not going to cash in on those pristine boxes. They're going to put on all your hockey cards and Lego on Facebook Market or Kijiji for a dollar and recycle the boxes. Or if they're really cranky, they'll break them down into pulp and fashion your coffin from it. Good Lord, Tanya. I may have just threatened my loved ones with these consequences because they're just a fucking cardboard quadrilateral meant to serve a temporary purpose. Please respect our environment and recycle. That from Tanya. Do not fuck with Tanya. And you may have noticed in closing that today I am wearing my t-shirt that I only wear once a year. I dedicate this house to the Griswold family Christmas. One of my favorite t-shirts of all time. And it ties right into this email from Cameron. Cameron says, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to the Real Talkers, Ryan, Sarah, and Sam. And he says, I hope that you enjoy my edit of Clark Griswold, the rant from Christmas Vacation. And so here's his email. Hey, says Cameron. Okay, hey. Uh, you know, if, uh, if, if any of you are still looking for any last-minute gift ideas for Alberta, I have one. We'd like Jason Kenny, our premier, uh, right here tonight, as I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there at the legislature with all the other oil execs, and I want him brought right here with a big old ribbon on his head, and I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap... Lion, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lipped, worm headed, sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? That from Cameron, tell us how you really feel. Coming up on tomorrow's Real Talk, a private party. Party, you can gain access by supporting us on Patreon via our website, ryanjesperson.com. We're taking next week off to hang out with our families to recharge our batteries, and we'll be back live the first Monday after New Year's Day. That'll be January 3rd. Real Talkers, we love you. Thanks for showing up and keeping it real. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.